I was thrilled the other day when my good friend and marketing strategist, Russell Pearson, invited me on to his podcast, The Marketing Report. I'm by no means a marketing guru, but there's been a lot of shifts and changes in my business throughout the years. And he was interested in what's been happening lately and some of the things that I've been doing using video to help market. So I thought it might be of interest to the listeners of the Get More Success Show. So this week, my guest on the Get More Success Show is, of course, myself, introduced and hosted by the lovely Russell Pearson. And you can find out more at russellpearson.com. Let's go to the show. Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Merry. Hello and welcome to The Marketing Report. My name is Russell Pearson and this is episode number 28. The Marketing Report is a podcast for passionate yet frustrated business owners who are looking for a competitive edge. And today we get to talk to the absolute magnificent, oh hang on, no, I will actually introduce him properly. My next guest today has spent over 20 years in the speaker industry and has over 10 years in the IT industry with a background in technology, a history in event hosting, and a future in online event production and hosting. Please welcome event specialist, Warwick Murray, CSP. Yay! So good to be here. <laughs> Warwick, you were so loud just then that my, I couldn't even hear you in my headphones because I tried to block it out with the Zoom call. But thank you very much for being with us today. Um, uh, today we're going to be talking about all things events and especially digital events uh, in this environment that we now find ourselves, this new COVID environment. And I reckon it's also post-COVID environment, the joy of, one of the joys of COVID is that, if, if it's politically correct to say that, is that it's forced <laughs> us digital. So for years, people have been saying, let's do it virtually. Oh, no, we can't do that. And all of a sudden, we found out we actually can. And in fact, there's so many benefits of doing it digitally. Some of my clients have said, you know what? There is always a place for face-to-face, but digitally is a great way to top up or to 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 quickly and easily get an event happening so there is a the future of virtual events is very strong i've literally come across uh some actually they're, they're presenters as well uh who have had business models that are entrenched in like schools and things like that uh you know bill jennings <laughs> anyway he, he is determined was determined not to ever move away from the face-to-face now obviously this environment has forced him to review that opinion and in doing uh some some sessions and actually bringing people online he's found that not only do they love the the digital platform but he's now found all these other opportunities for his business that he would never have seen correct before. it just really opens up doors and it i reckon it does face-to-face better than face-to-face so because i've been running some events for 20 to 40 people and I can see absolutely every single one of them versus in a room of 40 people, there's always a couple down the back who you can't keep an eye on. So, yeah, look, there are some great opportunities and some different things that can happen in this on- online event space. And the great thing, I think, uh, for um, a lot of the, the listeners as well is they may not have done events at all. The, the uh, Marketing, uh, for a lot of people, they don't sometimes think of an event as a, as a way of doing marketing. 
but it's a brilliant way to engage with people to to start a discussion and it doesn't always have to be uh, like the webinar style I'm telling you something there are all sorts of different ways to do digital events so uh, what I wanted to talk to you today about uh, Warwick was ideally with digital events you are a master MC now you whether it be online or offline you're incredible at hosting these things so I'm hoping you might have a few rules or a few things that are important that you can actually discuss with us today yeah, yeah, certainly. And look, and some of these things are true both face-to-face and digitally. Um, so I'm happy to go through and, and you, I, you and I were having a conversation and some stuff that came up in one of the blog posts I did of late uh, that is quite relevant. So the first thing I think that is important for any event is timing. It's so important to respect the timing. I'm a, I'm a stickler. This is, can I tell you, this applies for meetings as well. Uh, the number of times you go to a meeting that starts at, let's say, 10 o'clock, and it doesn't actually kick off till 10 past 10. And it's just a massive yeah. lack of, of respect for the people who've turned up on time. The same when you're running an event. So when I'm running my online events, and it's easier for online events, is if it starts at 10 o'clock, I'll probably start it at one or two minutes past 10. Look, the reality is I'm on 10 to 15 minutes beforehand engaging people, yeah. but I start it on time. If, they, if we're giving 20 minutes to a particular speaker, I give 20 minutes to that speaker and that's what I do. So it's really the timing itself is an important element of that. Yeah, and so, it, it, so it's not just the, so the timing is start time obviously, but I would imagine finish time as much as anything else. I remember going to an event at uh, as a wedding reception place called Leonda. Uh, I might not have even pronounced that correctly, but uh, they they had a, an events event there. So there was someone from the events industry was talking about events and actually bringing people in for the reception to try out their, uh, all the different you know wedding opportunities that they had. And she started, I think she, we had about, I don't know, what was it, 40 minutes till the end of the, uh, the whole event and we were going to be leaving. And so she started on, she got to about 40 minutes and we could tell that she wasn't winding up. <laughs> and it was about 10 minutes after the time that was supposed to be finished, people just started to leave. And she didn't even notice. She didn't even look around the room and notice that people are now leaving. And then she went on for an additional 15 minutes. Now, I actually had to go somewhere, but I was fascinated, absolutely fascinated at how long she was going to go for. And it took an MC to actually finally get up on stage and stop her talking for everyone who was left in the room. And there was only about maybe 20% of the room to actually be able to go home. And can I tell you, as an MC, that is probably one of the worst things, to actually have to kick someone off. And so Mm. if you're running an event, respect the timing. And I've got to tell you, people love it when you finish early. They hate you if you finish late, but no one's ever complained if if you finish early. And it's often seen as a bit of a bonus. So... Yeah, respect the timing, start end, and the duration of the chunks in between as well. Now, we're actually in the same uh, speakers association, and, and it's, it's almost like a golden rule uh, in that association that if you're the presenter, you have to present, uh, sorry, respect your presenter's time as much as anything else because you can't eat into someone else's time. That would be sacrilege. Uh, so how do you go about actually managing a, a presenter or a speaker that maybe maybe isn't a professional speaker? Uh, isn't a certified speaking professional like you. Uh, how do you go about managing them as the MC? So what I do is I let them know beforehand. I love the concept of inoculation. So rather than come on the end and have to kick them off, say beforehand, look, you've been allocated 20 minutes. Sometime time gets away from us. If you see me standing on the edge of the stage, that means you've got a minute to wrap it up. 
If you see me walking towards you, finish your sentence. If you see me standing (laughs) next to you, I will be pushing you away. And that, uh, and you do it with a bit of a laugh at whatever, but I've got to tell you it works because when I stand on stage, I get, <laughs> you hear them go, oh, the MC's standing on the stage, I have to wrap up now. It's great. So they've been trained what to do. The people yeah. I struggle with the most are politicians because for whatever yeah. reason, they think people want to listen to them. Um, and sometimes academics because <laughs> they get so hooked into what they're doing, they forget that not many others care. Yeah, well, well, that's yeah. <laughs> People are passionate about the things that they're involved in. Very much but, so. Uh, yeah, as as communicators, actually, whether you're a professional communicator, whether you're a speaker presenter, or whether you're actually just in business in general, communication is so crucial. And communication is that two way conversation not one way so even if you are an academic if you are actually communicating to people you need to understand that they need to be listening at the same time so how do you how do you engage them in that space so the timing absolutely crucial i'm completely across you what's next uh number two is audio this is so important digitally i can put up with the fact that the picture is not right i can if it's a bit blurry or digitized a bit i don't really care but the audio has got to be good it doesn't have to be cd quality audio but it has to be good. It can't drop out. It can't have static. It can't be too echoey because if the audio is bad, I'll go, it's too hard to hear, off. So it is the quickest way to get anyone to hang up I know of. So you've got to get your audio right. And I guess the, 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 the trick with that, and especially being in Australia, is that the audio also relies on the quality of your internet connection. So whether you've got the most perfect microphone in the world, and by by the way, everybody, I am literally holding my microphone in my hand today because I snapped the neck off it just before this podcast was about to happen. So uh, hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. But if you, if you are uh, in an online situation, you're going to get that those bits that... So, if your connection is no good, that's yep. gonna, that's going to happen, and, and, that'll, and you, that'll kill you as much as anything you'll, else. You'll put it, you'll put up, put up with it for a little bit, and if it doesn't yep. get better, you'll go. It's just too hard. I can't. I, it's interrupting my stream of consciousness of understanding, and you just you turn off. The challenge with mm-hmm. it is the question I get asked a lot is, "Oh, my audio is not that good. What's the best microphone?" And it, the the answer is, "Well, how long's a bit of string?" Half the time, it's not the microphone; it's the problem. It's the room you're in. You might have polished floorboards. You might have lots of glass. You might have nothing hanging on the walls. And so straight away, that's going to bounce your sound around. And so you can do simple things like putting down blankets, putting dunas over your your wardrobe doors, or hanging up some pictures with some towels stuffed in the back of it, or putting getting some heavy drapes in. That alone can stop the echoing. You can buy sound foam if you want to. That alone can absorb some of that sound and really improve your sound quality. Actually, on that, there's been a fair bit of discussion around soundproofing. Now, the, just there's the difference between soundproofing and removing an echo from a room. So uh, uh, a lot of people get confused in that. Can you quickly talk about yeah, that? Yeah, so soundproofing is where you're trying to block out every single bit of sound, and which is great if you've got a recording studio, but if you're just at your home Let's be let's be honest. Most of us, our home office is a spare bedroom of some description, and that's where we're doing our broadcasting from. You don't actually need to soundproof it, but what you want to do is get the audio so it is a, a quality audio. And often it is just doing those simple things to that room to get that set up. 
I've done yeah. voiceover work and often I'll do that in a cupboard. So I'll go in the cupboard because the clothes are really good at absorbing the sound. Um, I've got to tell you, doing a, a, a an online chat, video chat from a cupboard, probably not the look you're after. <laughs> that, that almost looks like what I've been doing lately. I've had this black background behind me, so maybe I have been in a cupboard. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, make it interactive. Now, you've told me about making uh, things interactive, and, and you are the king <laughs> of making uh, presentations and events interactive. So how do you do yeah, that? Yeah, great. And this is the third point about making it interactive, and this really relies on the concept of people have changed. We used to be happy to have a presentation done to us. Just tell me all about it and entertain me and dance around on stage. You know, Entertain me, monkey boy. Whereas now, we want you to do it with us. Our attention spans are so short that if we're not involved, we'll jump on Facebook or Instagram or something where we can be involved. So involve us. So there are so many great tools like polling, like the chat box, like asking questions. But also think about where people are. During the lockdown times, and we're just coming out of some of that, during the lockdown times, you pretty much knew people were at home. So you could do stuff like, hey, go to that third drawer in your kitchen, shake it about and bring back your favorite object and show us what it is. Or get a random object and show us what it is. And people would laugh, they physically move, they come back with some weird object out of the third drawer down. And it's everyone's doing it, so it's a bonding experience as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can just do that- lots of simple things like that. That's actually a really good one, uh, and I've seen a couple of people do that. Where uh, there's this, there's this problem with, um, well, yeah, maybe you've solved it. I don't know. We'll find out in a second. There's a problem with online events uh, where if you travel to an event, even if it's just, um, you know, even if you have to walk to an event, you act, there's a there's a journey involved in actually going there and getting to it, and when you arrive just the process of journeying to this event creates a state. It's a state of mind. Puts you in state, gets you ready to learn or engage with whatever's happening within the event. Now with the online space, because a lot of people are doing um, uh, attending these things from home, there's, there's that lack of opportunity to get uh, into state, let's say. And so there's all sorts of NLP ways and all sorts of ways you can do it with conversation to get people um, in, engaged and ready to learn. But that excitement or that energy that happens at the start of an event because of everybody came together, there's a bit of that lacking. But I have seen it actually work really well where uh, the presenter asked people before the event to prepare something. And in this case, it was actually prepare an object that they would then be showing and introducing to the room. So the fact that they knew that they actually had to show and introduce something to the room, they had to speak, gave a nervous energy to the event that was was fantastic and it seemed to put everybody in that state that we were looking for. And, and so, so have you seen much of that? So part of that becomes making it that journey. And so you can do that with digital events so you don't just rock up on the day and go, oh, we're here for the next two hours and away we go. It can be sending them a little video a couple of days beforehand or sending them an email or an audio or it's creating that journey as part of the event so it's not just, we're here, do it, we're done. It becomes that story. And then afterwards, giving them the, what an amazing day it was. I really loved, I'm referencing a couple of things that have happened, blah, 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 it's done. So that's the kind of thing. So there is this buildup, which builds anticipation, which builds excitement versus, because the issue with the digital is it's either that, it's the ones and zeros. It's on, it's off. So many people say to me after they've been on a Zoom Mm. meeting, they hate the end. 
because it's just bang done. Like you, I'm, I'm still sitting here, but it's off and it's done. And if it's, if it's you've created new relationships, it's just over. So to be able to have that build up and then a letdown, well, even a decrease afterwards versus a letdown. But the interactivity doesn't have to be full on. It can be something as simple as using people's names. So knowing who's on the call yeah. and just using people's names so they're like, oh, they're talking about me. You know, it's, it's a really simple thing to do and it works every time. Yeah, fantastic. The um, and actually, I, I was interested to talk just slightly off the topic we're discussing, but um, types of events, like because if if you're looking at um, uh, the uh, live events or, or in person events, we'll call them, uh, you've got everything from you know um, roundtable discussions to uh, uh, we've got a, a seminar to we've got a conference and a convention and a, a stadium, you know, whatever it might be. What are the different types of events that you know business owners, small business owners, medium business owners can consider when they're actually just trying to engage people and actually uh, you know start communicating? Yeah, and look, the there is no limit to it. The only limit is the limitations of whatever it is the software that you're using, and it doesn't have to be Zoom. There's a ton of different great softwares out there that do some really cool things. So, one of the things that I did when when all this COVID stuff started happening, I created What's Up Wednesdays, which was just a way to get people to come together and just have a space for a safe conversation and share what's going on. Um, it's been a fantastic experience because people have been able to share some of that. I've shared some of that with some of my clients and they've started doing something similar with their network. So it becomes like a networking function. So it doesn't have too much structure. It's not onerous, but people look forward to it. And every week they keep coming back. So you can do something quite simple about that. You can do some um, product launches. I've seen people doing product launches. A colleague of ours did a book launch, and and well, it was right, probably yeah. it was probably one of the best book launches I've been to. Because you know when you go to a book launch, you've got to drive to some bookstore somewhere. It's always hard to get a park. You've got to go in. They're only serving the cheap champagne. Yeah. There, you know, it's just a pain. Whereas this was brilliant because there was a stack of people on the call. You could see all these faces. He, you could see how proud he was of the book. There was ribbon cutting because they'd wrapped a ribbon, ribbon around the book. They opened a really yeah, nice of bottle of champagne. Even though we didn't get to drink it, they had it. They had the, <laughs> they had the publisher speak for five or 10 minutes. And with half an hour, it was done. They got the launch. Mm. They, he got some good sales out of it. So it was a really nice thing to do. I've seen some other people do product launches, which, which can be really well done. Um, there's people who are doing some uh, media announcements and they're doing some some meetings like this to actually announce new things that are happening with their organization. There are people who are doing um, sort of get customer get together. So it becomes that, okay, I want to find out about your service. So let's just do a Zoom online and have a chat. Let's just have a find out more. Yeah. So it's sort of, it's essentially, it's not necessarily a sales call. It's a bit more information giving, but it's, there are, there is really no limit to how, or to what you can do. And because you can do things like share screens and share experiences online you can see a whole lot of stuff as well mm, so i've been running discussion groups and, and they're very much like your wednesday piece um uh just a chance for people to get together you know share an experience share their experience and what's happening during the week uh and that, they're fantastic and i think they're one of the best things that uh, business owners can do right now to keep in touch with people because it's a it's a very human sort of meeting rather than the webinar which is more of a, a show and tell yeah um, you've got a lot of experience in trade shows, if I recall. And um, has anyone 
thought in that space yet. Is anyone doing the online trade show or something that would equal the same results? Yeah, look, it's and trade shows are interesting beasts in and of themselves. People will go to trade shows and they'll walk down the dead centre of the aisle and not look at anything because they don't want to be sold yeah. to. And so to actually translate that experience digitally is really weird because people, I'll just go to the website. So uh, there's been one of my clients who have been doing some stuff to look at, okay, how do we set this up so that if I just want to get a high level, who are you, what do you do, show me a quick two-minute video, I can then make the decision, yeah, no, nah, that's not for me. Or I can go, actually, I want to find out more. Click to the next video or a chat box to say, hey, tell me more information. Who can I speak to give me some information about it? So there are some things like that. There is some software that does some great um, uh, setups where you go to a, a virtual booth, so to speak. But too often what people are doing is they're thinking, what's the real world? How do we reproduce it digitally? And my mm. belief is, let's look at what can I do digitally and how can we apply that to the experience? So what a trade show is, is it's a sampler taste. It's a sampler plate. Yeah. I get to a little bit of everything and go, I like this, I don't like that. So there's got to be a way to get that together. I don't think, I haven't seen anything that I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I've seen lots of people do the second life kind of looks just like a trade show, but there's... Oh yeah, so like a virtual environment. Correct, and so they'll have the booth and they'll have you know video playing and some cartoon character that's the, hi, I'm Barry, the salesperson. You know, and it's just, (laughs) it's... It's a too gimmicky. It's just like at the end of the day, it's not about the trade show person. It's about me as the prospect. So make it about me. Yeah. So let me find out what's going on. So there are some great options and some great software there, but I haven't seen anything that's knocked it out of the park. I always like to look uh, at one industry and see how, like, if there's a similar business model, it can translate to another industry. And so just thinking off the top of my head there, uh, you've got trade shows on one thing, which are kind of like a sampler. You've got dating on the other, which is again you've got like these uh, these sampler style oh. events that people you know what are they called? Uh, were they uh, oh, speed dating? One minute and yeah, they speed talk? dating. Yeah, speed dating. So, yeah. I, and, so maybe there's a way to well, do that. And I've always said a lot, you know, in all the the trade show training stuff I've done, I've said it is speed dating because you're not going to consummate your marriage there. But what you might do is just go, let's have a coffee. So how cool would it be to have like a Tinder app? And you and I have just created this, a Tinder app for a trade show. <laughs> so you can go through and go swipe Trademark. left, swipe left. I don't even have them left or right. I don't know which. I've never used Tinder. I've been married twice. Um, so it's just, <laughs> it's just a matter of flicking through going, oh, I like that one. Put that in. Flick that into the tell me more category. So... Yeah, it's yeah. That's that's cool. I actually like yeah. that. Um, there might be something in that, like it's a, uh, like literally ads, but you get to flick through based on a category. Yeah. And and it can be like, okay, well, we've got this two or three online event, and here's the associated Tinder equivalent. Then you can yeah, flick left or right. So you know, just anyone listening, if patent pending, uh... patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> yeah. If anyone is thinking about doing that, I've got some really good ideas that you'll want to talk to me about to actually ensure that it goes as well as it possibly can. Um, <laughs> but let's get off trade shows for a second and get back to these digital events. Um, uh, what other things are important in the digital Okay, space? so we've talked about timing, we've talked about audio, we've talked about making it interactive. The next one is no dead air. I don't know if you've ever listened to a radio station and all of a sudden there's dead air. Oh, yeah. And you're just like... Oh my God, what's going on? And in fact, radio stations have yeah, radio stations have 
in their software something that if there's dead air for too long, they'll kick in automatically with some music. So dead air kills you. When you're on stage, people might not hear you, but they can see what's actually happening. But if mm. you're, and I've seen this with so many online sessions, people go, oh, we're starting in five minutes and they'll just stand there. Or they might put a timer yeah. and I'm like, but you're there. If you're there, talk to me. And so dead air doesn't yeah, it's work. Already started. So at the start, it's like, come on as if, you've wel- as if you're a host and they're welcome into your house. You're like, oh, Russell, welcome. It's great to have you here. And I call everything a show, even if it's a, an event, whatever. I just say it's a show. Welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Looking forward to seeing you. It's blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, whoever else comes on. During the middle of the session, it's going to be something along the lines of if your breakout rooms, coming back from breakout rooms, is that it's about 10 seconds of just people all coming in. I'm just doing that. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Great to have you back. Hope you had a great time. Don't you hate it when it... Because there's a common experience that people have always said, I hate it that I'm halfway through a sentence and then bang, I get pulled out of the breakout room. So it's like, oh, how many people got cut off in the breakout room? You know, so it's another reason to interact and it makes it real and it makes people go, you know what's going on. So the dead air is, it's a killer. Um, So avoid it if you can. I've actually seen, obviously I've seen it in the digital space, especially when someone's starting up and they're like, you know, we'll get on in five, like you said. Um, and uh, they'll just be looking around and looking at all the people, <laughs> but they're actually the show. Uh, and, but I've actually seen this in 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 real life as well. So let's say you go to a uh, I don't know a business breakfast or something like that, right? And the speaker's there, uh, but the speaker doesn't come and talk to anybody because he's waiting for his bit or she's waiting for their bit. And 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 you look at the speaker because you know they're the speaker, and they'll look at you because they know that you're the audience. But they won't talk to you because it's not time for the show. <laughs> it's the same thing, it's isn't so it? It's so awkward, isn't it? And you just sort of feel like, oh, why aren't they talking to me? And like, it really, it is the same thing. Whereas, and as as you know, as a speaker, I'm there at the door going, you know, hey, welcome in. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Great to see you today. Hey, we got coffee over here. What, you know, what are you here for? What do you want to get out of the day? And so then later on, when you're doing your magic, you can say, hey, I was talking to Russell as we were getting a coffee before the show started, blah, 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 blah. So you've got the relationship and you know the person's in the audience go, yeah, he was talking to me. That was me. He was talking yeah, it to makes me. a world of difference. Oh, and you know what? For, the, for those people who are getting started in you know, the, you know, maybe presenting and things like that, and, and maybe there's some nerves or whatever, I mean, it's a great way to get over the nerves because you actually start, uh, you, you start the event as soon as you walk in. And so uh, you, you start talking to people. Once you start talking to people, you've started. So there's nothing to be nervous about. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I love the concept no, really. of you're on before you're on. And so because people are looking at you and judging you. So if you're standing mm. up there going, well, I'm the speaker, so I'll wait till my formal introduction, you're putting them at a distance. And so they're going to have to work harder to get you. I like how we moved from nerves on stage to they're judging you. They're judging you the entire time. They're judging you. Well, let's face it. You don't want to, but you do. And it's like, it it just happens. And it's just, and sometimes it's, maybe it's not judging. Maybe it's an observation. And so it's like, you know. No, they're judging. Don't don't really care, but they're not very friendly. You know, and it's like, you might be incredibly friendly. Maybe you're nervous yourself. But as you say, by just saying, hey, what sort of coffee you want today? We've got black and white. You know, it's it's just it loosens things up. <laughs> you know, uh, I know you've got millions of those ones. Now, you're a serious, a serious MC, a master MC. In yeah, fact. yeah. So 
uh, I would be correct then in saying that events should be serious. <laughs> you are so wrong. Look, can I tell uh, you, life is too important to be taken seriously. And so I have this philosophy that was given to me by the Minister of Fun. And the Minister of Fun said to me, if it's not fun, don't do it. If you have to do it, make it fun. And I, I swear... He is... seems very one-sided, the Minister of Fun. <laughs> the Minister of Fun, she knows what she's after and that's, that's it. But it's, I love it because it's just like, there is no situation I've come across where I can't add fun to it, no matter how serious it is. Think of the number of funerals you've been to where you're sharing funny stories about the person who's passed away. And it's just, there's a release and a relief in that. There's this bonding in, in, in laughter and humour. So there's got to be ways to add fun. That doesn't mean it doesn't have to be serious at times. That doesn't mean that you can't be formal. But I've got to tell you the number of times I've gone to a formal event as a participant and I'm there cracking stupid jokes on the tables and just having a few laughs and people, you can see them relax. So, because it, it really opens your mind and it lets you absorb more because you're not there going, oh my God, this is tense, what's happening? So yeah, make it fun. Yeah, well, I, I love I, I love the way you have fun with events. Um, I love to have fun with them as well. Uh, particularly like to have fun when I'm in a podcast and your dog does does not stop barking. Oh, look, it's just... <laughs> And it's it's not like we'll edit that one out later. There's that fifteen we have to edit out later. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go through individually and take every oh, bark look, out one Winded, at a time. Winston the Wonder Poodle wants to make his presence known because he can hear us. He does this a lot. He's a little naughty little beast. He's a magic animal. He is. Uh, and now he's also the head of marketing in your company. No, no, no. Uh, company. He's the head right? of marketing. You got to get it right. He's oh. the head of marketing. <laughs> Oh, work. I, I love having fun with you and I love spending time with you. So thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, where can people find more about, about you and digital events? Yeah, great. So there's a couple of spots. If um, if you head to warwickmary.com, that's got all my stuff on it there. There's a few freebie stuff uh, at warwickmary.com slash presenting online. So if you're interested in presenting online, there's some stuff there you can sign up for and some other freebies available. So enjoy. Now, Warwick is an absolute master of this stuff, so do go and check it all out. Uh, and uh, he's incredibly passionate about the event space. He enjoys making everything he does a show. Uh, and I know that you are individually passionate about each of the, each of the businesses that you're all running. And uh, that's hopefully why you're watching or listening to this podcast is because uh, it helps you on a weekly basis, remain passionate about your, what you're doing. So if you are looking for a little bit of a kickstart though, if you're you know, feeling a little bit tired, a little bit COVID, uh, then you might want to go to uh, russellpearson.com and uh, look at the Ignite program because the Ignite program is a, a strategy program that in five days will actually bring passion and profit back into your business. Another massive thank you to my guest today, Warwick Merry CSP. Absolute pleasure to be here. And just to let people know, I've signed up for the Ignite program to check it out uh, because, again, I love working with you and the, the content that you have. So look, I'm looking forward to that one. Fantastic. Ching, cash in the door. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else, in the next uh, seven days until we speak again, stay passionate and I will catch you on the next one. Make sure to visit russellpearson.com for more podcast episodes, videos, and more. russellpearson.com Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. 
That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success.